0: You are listening to Choose Health, Episode 9, Weight Management with Type 1 Diabetes. Have you ever wondered why it might be so hard to lose weight when you live with Type 1? Have you personally ever struggled to lean out or reach an ideal weight? On today's episode, I want to talk about weight management with Type 1 Diabetes and why, in many ways, the way we think about weight and insulin is all wrong. So keep listening for my take on the topic and learn some strategies along the way to develop a healthy relationship with your weight, with food, and with insulin. As always, if you have any questions or comments, be sure to reach out. I love hearing from you. I'm at sweet run MD on social media, and I can also be contacted on my blog at ironladyanne.wordpress.com. Hope you enjoy this week's episode. Welcome to Choose Health, the podcast hosted by Dr. Anne Marie MacDonald. Covering a range of topics like health, exercise, nutrition, and type one diabetes, the weekly podcast aims to inspire and empower you to choose health every day and live a healthy and active life with or without type 1 diabetes. Hi everyone, thanks for tuning in. Today I'm chatting about a topic that I find both frustrating and fascinating, and here's why. We all have a complicated relationship with food. Heck, it's basically a given when you have to think about food and the way it affects you every single day. By living and managing type 1 diabetes, we're also all practically nutritionists, psychologists, and mental math wizards. Am I right? Show me a meal and I will whip up the carb count in a minute. I'll tell you how many grams of fat and protein are in the dish and how my blood sugars will be going up and down and around once I give myself my dose of meal insulin. It's no wonder that disordered eating is so common amongst type one diabetics. We live and breathe food. When our blood sugar is low, we want to eat all the food, Food is, after all, at that moment, a lifesaver. Literally. When our blood sugar is high, though, we often blame the food, wishing it didn't exist or that it didn't have such power and control over our blood sugars. And there's the real kicker. Control. When it comes to food and diabetes and, ultimately, our weight, it's all about control. So today... As I'm talking about weight management with type 1, it's important for me to also touch on some of those complex issues and relationships that many of us live with every day. Eating intuitively or mindfully is a lot harder when your blood sugar is plummeting and you literally only want to survive, or when your blood sugar is sky high and you're exhausted and still want to eat all the food to get that energy in you. The first step in managing your weight with type 1 is therefore to regain control over your disease. And that means spending the time needed to feel confident and capable to deal with the highs and lows every day. Once you have a good grasp of your basal rates and your carb ratios, for example, then you can start focusing your efforts on weight loss. But what are some of the basic things to know about managing your weight with type 1? I'm choosing to share some of the more common questions I receive or situations that I see to give you all a decent overview of the topic. It's far from comprehensive, but it is a good starting point. So let's jump in. Say you're trying to lose weight. Maybe the 10 to 15 pounds that you gained in the last year or over the winter by, you know, brunching hard and living life. And that's okay. You have a feeling that insulin is bad, and more on why this is a myth later, and you wanna cut your daily insulin doses. So you start drastically cutting your carbs. You eat more fat, but hey, avocado and nuts are good, right? And you manage to still get in some protein, but the scale isn't moving. You're even doing cardio and breaking a sweat. Sound familiar? When I leaned out before my wedding this winter, I basically was saying see you later to my post-Ironman weight gain. I was focusing on a low insulin and high nutrient diet. But when I say low insulin, I don't necessarily mean low carb. Keeping insulin levels low means that I'm more effective at using insulin. It means that I am more sensitive to the hormone, that I can take less insulin for the same number of carbs. But why is that important? Insulin is an amazing hormone that pulls sugar from the bloodstream and gives us energy from carbohydrates. If we have more of it in our bloodstream, we are telling our body to utilize that sugar as a source of energy. When we want to lose weight though, we want our fat stores to be the source of energy. And so we want to make sure that the insulin we're using is as sensitive as possible, i.e. we use as little as possible. We also know that insulin needs change when we are stressed or sick, when we've slept poorly, or missed our strength workouts. In all of these latter cases, we will need more insulin. Insulin sensitivity and weight loss is therefore about more than just the food we eat. It's also about our lifestyle and about how we can help our insulin work better. So you might be wondering, how can I change my lifestyle so that I can finally lose the weight? Here are a few starting strategies for you to try. Number one, include weight and or resistance exercises into your schedule. Weight training is one surefire way to make yourself more sensitive to insulin. See what happens after you do a strength workout. You'll likely notice that you need a lot less insulin for six to eight hours after the activity and that you are able to soak up a lot more carbs for fewer units of insulin. Number two, time out your workouts when there's little insulin on board. If you time out your workouts when you are either fasted, i.e. in the morning, or when you have little insulin on board, you are more likely to get your metabolism revved up and your fat stores used as energy. Doing a workout in the morning will also help you to be more sensitive to insulin throughout the day, so it is a win-win situation. Number three, plan out your carb-heavy meals for days and or times when you're more sensitive to insulin. Think about the times when you need to up your basal or when you're resistant to insulin. Maybe it's when you're sick, or prior to your period. Maybe it's after a poor night's sleep, or when you're stressed and studying for an exam. Whenever your body is producing hormones that cause you to be more resistant to insulin, aim to lower your carbs or up your strength workouts. Likewise, on days or times when you're naturally more sensitive to insulin, so when you have a big strength workout in the morning, or when you're rested, and well, or later in the day when you are being more active. Focus then on getting in more nutritious carbs. Perhaps periodize your day with a low-carb breakfast and then a higher-carb meal for lunch, for example. Number four, choose foods that give you energy, not simply ones that fill you up. This point is an important one. Calories in matters especially when you're trying to lose weight. But if you're focusing on a higher fat diet, let's say, and you're actually hungry at mealtime, you might find yourself snacking, waiting for the fatty meal to kick in. Be mindful of how many snacks you're eating. If you are often hungry in between meals, it might mean that your meals are actually too small, and likely the protein or the fiber are lacking to keep you satisfied. Number five, be smart about your low treatments. I know that this one is easier said than done. Trust me, I too have had a spoon in the peanut butter jar at three in the morning. But aim to treat your low blood sugars with just the right amount of carbs. Don't go overboard so as to then have to correct with more insulin and potentially go low again. Instead, find a treatment that works and that you don't actually love. For me, it's chocolate milk. I can take just a few sips, enough to get me up to four or five, and I can put the container back in the fridge. Maybe for you, it's orange juice, maybe it's glucose tab, or a spoon of honey. Find something that works for you in your diabetes. Number six, this is an important one. Know what you can control. Here I want you to focus on which parts of type 1 management you can actually control so that you will feel better about your overall care. The more we feel like we are in control of our chronic condition, the more we are able to be mindful with our food intake and intentional with our activity. If you can't control how resistant you are to insulin when you are sick, for example, Don't throw all your hard work out the window and order pizza. If you know that you can test out your basal rates for a few nights in a row to have those seven, eight-ish hours at a nice level, then put in the work and do it. Focus on what you can control and you'll be less likely to use food as a coping mechanism. Eating a jar of Nutella or a pint of ice cream will not make diabetes go away as much as I'm sure some of us would like to believe. Lastly, I wanna talk about your actual weight goal. So, number seven, choose healthy habits, not simply a number on a scale. Too many of us focus on reaching a number on a scale. It seems more tangible and real for some reason, even though it's the complete opposite. You can't control a number, but you can control your behaviors for the most part. So rather than focus on an ideal body weight, how about you shift your thinking and focus on healthy behaviors that will get you to a healthy weight? Listen to your gut. We all know which food choices are likely healthier options and which activities will help us become more sensitive to insulin. We also know deep down that reaching a certain goal weight will not make everything perfect. Far too often we have this idea that once we reach a certain weight, things will fall into place. And that's not at all true. Things will fall into place as soon as you have the right attitude. So spend more time focusing on your thoughts and on the stories you tell yourself in order to reach your life goals, and not on a number. A number, after all, won't make the boyfriend or husband appear the promotion occur. It won't make you love yourself more or give you confidence. A number is just that. A number. Oh, and one last one. Number eight. Make sure you're eating enough. Although you might think this one is counterintuitive, hear me out. You have to give your body enough nutrients and calories to not only function throughout the day, but also to give it confidence that there is a plentiful amount of food available. Your body should never question if you'll be eating your next meal or whether you'll be starving for the whole day or week. So learn about your individual caloric needs and be sure to eat at least that amount every day. If you haven't tracked your food intake in a while, I would start there. Journal your food intake and look at the calories for a few days. Try your best not to get obsessive over it. That's not healthy for anyone. But learn about your current eating habits and make sure that you are in range. So there you have it. Some strategies to help you on your weight loss goal with type 1. I hope that these tips are helpful. Apply them to your life and see what happens. Know that our bodies are also stubborn, and if you've been living at a certain weight for a long time, it will be more challenging to lean out. For me, being lean is about performance. It's about being fitter and faster in my events. It's about being stronger in order to be less prone to injury. It's also about feeling my best in my body. I want to help you on your weight loss journey, so be sure to let me know if any of these strategies worked. Did you learn something today that surprised you? Will you think about insulin or about your weight differently? If you like this episode, let others know. I'm always so grateful for all the shares and all the likes. So thank you. Next week, be sure to tune in as I chat about a topic that is often misunderstood. Happiness. What makes someone happy? What does the research show? What kind of life or income or career or habit matters most? Tune in to find out. See you then. Thank you for listening to Choose Health. Be sure to subscribe to receive notifications when new episodes are posted. See you next week.